Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is episode 126 of the Distraction Pieces podcast. My name is Scroobius Pip. What's up, y'all? Um, I don't say that at the beginning of podcasts. How unlike me. What's up, y'all? That's not really very me. Um, thank you for tuning in, guys. We've got a lovely one now. We've got the Distraction Pieces Network special with Dr. Susie Gage of the award-winning Say Why to Drugs, with Jim Smallman of Tuesday Night Jaw, and with Jason Reed of um, of Stop and Search. Um, I should also mention now, obviously we're sponsored by com. We had a new release on Monday. This week we've had a new release, and it's a new video directed by me, and it's a spoken word artist called Rob Alton, and you're going to love it. He was on the podcast. He got a huge reaction. Um, and it was because of that reaction. He sent me an email or he, he forwarded me a few emails from people just, just in awe of his, his episode of the podcast and his, his spoken word on there. So I said to him, let's just put a, a record out. And it's something I did with Polar Bear a while ago. We did an album called At Home with Polar Bear, which is now available digitally at speechdevelopmentrecords.com where I told Polar Bear, amazing spoken word artist, just sit down and spend an evening recording all his poems, chatting, giving backstories, linking in between, and then we'll put it out as a spoken word I record. And we did that and the CD sold out and 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 it's now available digitally, as I said. But we've done the same with Rob. I dropped my podcast gear that I'm talking on now round to Rob's. He recorded an album, I went and collected it, we've done the artwork and we've shot a video which is Rob Alton's a letter from Father Christmas, and it's one of the most beautiful things I've been involved with. So I recommend, even if you don't rush out and, and buy the record, have a look on his Facebook page or my Facebook page, and you'll see that video, and you're going to love it. Please share it and watch it and enjoy. So yeah, that's my big plug for, for Rob Alton. Oh, actually, the other thing I'm going to plug is my homie um, Jordan. Years ago, around a year ago, um, I had an artist called Tall Dark Friend or Jordan Gray on the podcast, um, and she's amazing. And then she, she she went on The Voice and became huge, and everyone adored her and saw the wonder that that we had already exposed to you on the Distraction Pieces podcast and network, of course. Um, and yeah, she's absolutely awesome, and she's got a new single out um, and a new video, and it's gone crazy. It's been covered by cnn in america um i mean spoiler alert this isn't the reason it's being pushed but jordan is is a trans uh lady um and so, so cnn have gone nuts going this is amazing this a trans woman who smashed it on the voice has got a new a new video out and it's amazing and the music's awesome and it's independent so yeah go out and check Jordan Gray's new record and new material. It's all it's easy to find. You've got Google. There's links in the Acast thing. So yeah. She's got a new album out as well. So yeah, I can't recommend it enough. I think that's everything I need to plug, right? Do I need to plug anything else? Um I think we can just get on with the podcast. Um I mean if you want to know Jordan's a new video is called Platinum. And yes, that pulls was me googling because I couldn't remember the name of it, um, and it was NBC that covered it, and not CNN. God, I'm I'm just a, a a wash of inaccuracy today. But after after last week's podcast, full of facts and information and accuracy, you can allow me this. 
Right, I'm going to go and let you enjoy the podcast. This is episode 126 of the Distraction Pieces podcast, and it's the Distraction Pieces Network Christmas special, or Christmas party, or year ends. I don't know, it's something, it's us sitting around and talking. Enjoy. just started a recording in the traditional podcast manner and not really explained what i've not really explained to any of you what we're doing or what we're going to be talking about <laughs> yay but um i have with me the host of the award-winning say why to drugs on the distraction pieces network dr Susie gage how are you hello i'm good thanks a little sleepy but all right yeah everyone's a bit s- uh, asleep i've also got Jason Reed of the Stop and Search podcast with guests such as Robin Ince and Rufus Hound and amazing people. How are you, sir? Not too bad. That's not award winning. Just to get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yet well, award winning. Well, none on. of the rest of us are award winning yet. So, also joined by the you know long time non award winning Jim. <laughs> oh, so many times I've not won awards for every facet of my career. And 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 host of Tuesday Night Jaw, of course. And this, if you hadn't guessed, is our Distraction Pieces Network kind of cr- Christmas party, really. Yeah, so sitting in a dark room and talking. <laughs> but I thought it'd be good as we're the three or the four um, shows on the network to meet up and have a chat about how the first year's been. Obviously, let's get it out of the way first we're recording this it's not going to be going out for two weeks but we're recording this at the dawn of the apocalypse um, <laughs> on, on on the morning of 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 of, of president trump and again it, i don't think we need to spend the whole podcast talking about that because like it's going out in two weeks so by now they haven't even announced the hunger games um, <laughs> they, they there's, there, there's a lot that we don't there's a lot that we don't know and don't know what's going to happen I, but i'd say watch the original robocop yeah that's how i feel things yeah. are going to yeah. go in the next couple of years it feels I, I was that way running man i was yeah. like escape oh, yeah, from also, new york there you go. That's the gamut. all film references i like it <laughs> I, I feel like the young hip one as I went for Hunger Games yeah. <laughs> that the kids know about. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a it's a heavy day to do a podcast, really, isn't it? I think everyone's are woken up a bit. <gasps> How did that happen? But I mean, for us Brits, it's a familiar feeling <laughs> because of Brexit. It's it's a weirdly f- familiar thing of going. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah, that's the the unexpected, the worst. That, 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 that is what happens. And let's be honest, it's not like America hasn't had completely insane leaders before. Exactly. So the difference is we're all pre-warned that he's nuts. Yeah, yeah. At least. Not got to wait for a bit. I can't remember uh, uh, which comedian it was, but I remember so- someone saying that unlike the BNP and, and, and UKIP, at least the Tories have the manners to cloak their inherent racism and, <laughs> and misogyny and that's the kind of thing with previous presidents you know like bush or whoever else you want to bring to mind at least they had the manners to hide their horrendousness whereas trump's quite open about what i'm gonna get some is. great sound bites and i think if there's one thing we can look forward to is the big fat quiz of the year Yes. Jimmy Carter is yes. going to be amazing. Yeah, it's, it's going to be, be so a great on one this and year. And 2016 wipe is just going to be oh, could you imagine? crying for an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. I think what what surprised me this morning is when he did his, his initial speech of saying he'd won. 
he didn't all of a sudden go, and now I'm going to destroy you all. He seemed <laughs> yeah. quite he seemed quite moderate and normal. Well, I think he he's seemed, probably in as much shock as everyone else. I was going to say, he? he seemed petrified. He seemed yeah. like he's just going, oh. Well, what's weird is, is got me. normally South Park reacts to the politics, but what's actually happened at the minute is season 20 of South Park has predicted what's going to happen. Uh, Mr. Garrison, who's meant to suggest uh, Donald Trump, yep. is currently trying to sab- sabotage yeah. his own political campaign yep. because he doesn't want to be <laughs> president. Because he has absolutely no idea <laughs> yep. what to do. And yeah. I have a feeling the tone of voice that Donald Trump had earlier on was, oh, this wasn't... How do I this get was out just, of this? This was a lark. Yeah. This wasn't meant to happen. Imposter it's, syndrome. It's quite oh. scary. Um, well, th- uh, this podcast was going to be n- ne- next week's episode, but I've pushed it back because on Thursday... So I'm telling people stuff that they will have already heard, but <laughs> on Thursday... I'm doing a an, an no more.org special mm. and no more is, is, is B Dolan's website that launched in the, the Bush era. And their, their whole thing was they managed to get through and track and list all of the fortune 500 companies and give complete histories of any charges against them of, of who they support politically. And their whole thing was v- vote with your wallet and no more is again, not expecting this result. A few weeks back has decided to try and relaunch and they want to fund an app. So if you're in a supermarket, you can scan a barcode or something and it will tell you if this company has got a uses child slavery, has got any charges against it, has got any or and what political parties it support. So that was going to be one that we recalled and put out at some point. And now all of a sudden it's like, right, that needs to be the very next episode. So, yeah. And we're pushing this back slightly. So again, I'm sure we will have discussed politics plenty on there. But the main thing I'm I'm feeling this morning is the hope that everyone takes note of how they feel this morning. And, and if you listen to this in two weeks, take a minute to think back on how you felt on on Wednesday morning f- for us over here, or, or Tuesday night in America, or whatever, because. There was similar uproar numerous times to Bush in his first run, and then he got in again. And there's a lot of arguments of conspiracy and so on and so forth, but I think it's undeniable there's more that could have been done. So my only thought here is really fucking take note of how this feels at this moment and remember that in four years' time when when the opportunity rises to, to do this all over again, I and, guess. And that's the thing that I can draw from my sector specifically of like yeah. political activism is don't just moan you've actually got to do something you've yeah. actually if you don't like it accountability which just goes back yeah. to what you're saying about the website we do we need to instill more accountability now yeah completely yeah. And, it, and, it, and again it's exactly that it's not or whilst i've just said that i'm not saying in any way a wait four years to, to do anything to hold on to this hold on to this because it's important but equally as say why to drugs is a great example uh, sorry st- st- stop and search is a great example of the constant political activism and changes that can be made and policies that can be argued against and fought against and policies that are constantly uh, going through um again it's probably talking over already covered stuff but obama came in with all these plans and promises and a huge percentage of them got blocked and couldn't happen that's what we need to do now with Trump. Even if you even if you voted Trump in, you're gonna there's gonna be certain things that you don't agree with. Is a lot of people voted against Hillary rather than for Trump and so on and so forth. But yeah, I think that's a prime example of the of of the fact that things can be changed. So let's talk a bit about 
as as stop and search you you did uh, an election special essentially kind of sort of yeah it only in the sense we had someone who was american on there so yeah, i thought yeah. let's, let's frame it <laughs> in okay, that like, yeah, all, so. all, all chips in yeah <laughs> but we we covered some of the ballot initiatives that was going through and i said to you just before we came on air that as much as i've been watching the cannabis reforms in the various states yeah today at this initial moment it doesn't without any hat on whatsoever just as me yeah i kind of don't care right now there needs to be that absorption period of what's gone on yeah and it's something what jim said as well is that in a way this is a great time for comedians because under obama there wasn't really that much that you could say that was going to be sat- yeah. satire. He, he was appearing on late night comedy shows. <laughs> he was stealing gigs. Himself. He was stealing gigs from <laughs> yeah, comedians. Taking my job away. Um, yeah. But no, you, you're right. I mean, it is, it, it's been very easy for me today to write jokes. I've got to do mm. new material in Manchester tonight. It's not going to be hard 10 minutes, if yeah. I'm honest. Yeah. Um, but, and it's been the same. Although, weirdly, with Brexit, it's been really difficult because I'll go out on a Friday or Saturday night in front of an audience and think, well, there's a chance that half of you guys voted for it. So I can't really, if I want you to like me, I can't go out and necessarily be political. Whereas it's quite safe for me to talk about American politics yeah. because as a rule, very few people in my audiences are American and get away with it. But Marcus Brigstock was saying this, this recently. He was saying that this is his, his hard, the first time in his career that he's really struggled with a, a, a material on the subject. And it's been his Brexit material because he felt he knew his audience and went one way but but brexit was another one that it was as much as we want to paint it as oh it's a bunch of idiots have have got their way it was more complicated than that and and similar with this that um for a lot of people it was it wasn't a case of are you voting for a sexist a racist pig it's saying do you want to vote for a sexist, racist pig or someone who's covered up a paedophilia um, charge and case? Which is, again, this, a lot of the stuff put at Hillary and allegations. And in that context, people can argue kind of justifiably. Go, right, it's my opinion that someone covering up um, a cabinet member's paedophilia is worse than someone who's a sexist i still think trump is the bigger threat and blah 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 blah. but i can't get too mad at someone who's saying here's my reason and again from our point of view in stop and search is drug war terms it's, it's not going to be great both yeah. both candidates well well not candidates anymore but both of them aren't particularly on record as supporting reforms and mm. and unveiled emails with hillary shows that she's she was prepared to amp it back up if, yeah. if the polling showed that that was going to get us more votes. And and Trump is progressive to a degree on medical marijuana, but he said that you know he agrees with the drug war and he's amped that up in regards to the Mexican border and everything like that. Yeah. So it's, it's not going to be a great time. It gives Stop and Search some great material. We're going to be yeah. pretty much out there <laughs> fighting this some more. But of course, yeah. and, and it makes it all the more important. So let's for anyone who doesn't know, you um, work with a Leap UK, who are law enforcement against prohibition, who people should know about because I've had you on the podcast, I've had Neil Woods on the podcast, and, we're, and, we're, and we've talked about it a lot. But the kind of point of the Stop and Search podcast, and when we kind of met to talk about it, was to give kind of regular updates and uh, and have regular public discussions on drug reform, on the drug laws in the UK, and because Leap is 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 a multinational um, thing. You, you're part of Leap UK, but Leap, I mean, I can't imagine how Leap America are 
a feeling at this moment because yeah. it's some huge step, particularly as they're the ones who've probably had the most progress in the last five years or so with mm. the amount of, of drug reform in the US, potentially someone walking in again, oh no, forget all that. We're going back to here yeah. again, you know. And, and, and today we did have good results. It was four full legalisation states again in Massachusetts, yeah. Maine, uh, California. California, obviously, and uh, what was the last one? Uh, Nevada. So, again, four massive ones and medical marijuana as well in Florida, which is the first southern state, which is, yeah. again, unheard of. So there's, there's cause for celebration in, in that sense. Yeah. And, and as you said, Leap is multinational. So it's a case of whatever America does, there are seeds that can grow and follow in this country. Yeah. And, and the reason we did the whole Stop and Search podcast is because, especially in this country, the outreach still isn't getting past the converted. Yeah. You've still got these these pockets of people that – either academically focused or they're very much policy wonks yeah and they converge and they have great seminars and we we all discuss it and we all come out agreeing with each other but that doesn't transmit to out on the street you yeah. know that completely there's a great Anna Moore quote that was said on book shambles i love robin and joseph's yeah. book shambles and Anna Moore said look at the negative space around something and then fill it and yeah. and that's what I've tried to do with stop and search is that I don't I'm not a great podcast I'm still learning what's going on you know this I still feel like we're in the establishing period of yeah, sure. we've not got going yet and I could have reverted to form and got a lot higher numbers by doing it in the in the booking sense of drug policy circles yeah. that would have made sure that I've got even more numbers even more audiences but that's not the challenge the challenge is to get new people in yeah. so when you said to me about you know do you fancy doing this on Distraction Pieces Network? I was like, absolutely, because this is a whole new audience that comes our way. And that was why I, I kind of almost got a bit too giddy at the start of the Distraction Pieces Network because it, it meant I could get back into the creative field because for so long I've been out of that. It's yeah. been very much policy circles. And then there was Jim and the Comedian and the wrestling stuff, which I love both of yeah, those yeah, departments. Yeah, yeah. So for me, if the Distraction Pieces Network thrived – Drug policy was going to thrive because I could draw in sort of mainstream audiences off the back yeah. of what everybody else was doing. And and that's what's kind of exciting and important about it is it's as you kind of touched upon, it's easy it's easy in many ways to preach to the converted, but there's questionable effect of that. Hmm. So it's 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 the beauty of it. Again, I think the the guests you've chosen the mixture of I said n- names like Rufus Hound and Robin Ince, but then or people like Susie on um, as, yes, as, 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 as experts and and people like Neil and, and numerous other people on kind of giving that expert side and, and that expert view is fantastic. And I've had a, a lot of people message me kind of saying, look, even some that are saying, look, I'm still generally anti-drugs. I'm still generally against, I don't like the idea of drugs. They're bad. And again, that's that's going to be a generational thing. But... I've listened and I can see these arguments. I can see this point. I think one of the best things that I think it was from hearing you and Neil having a conversation together was the kind of thing of, right, the the idea of of the legalisation of drugs isn't saying drugs are good and drugs are safe. His argument was if you hate, if you think drugs are dangerous, then legalisation is the best option because it then makes them governed and monitored and checked upon um against sp- sp- speaking to neil either I, I forget which ones i've heard 
which conversations are yours yeah, and sure. which are mine. It's very odd <laughs> on the podcast. It's, a, it's an easy thing to get into. That yeah. oh, I had this great conversation the other day. Oh no, I listened I to other two people. It's a great conversation the other day, but it was was just a, a, a saying that there was a survey done with a load of, I think it was twelve to sixteen year olds, and they all felt it was easier and they had greater access to weed than to alcohol because alcohol is legal and you have to go into a pub or an off license and sh- show ID whereas weed your your local drug dealer isn't saying how old are you <laughs> I'm not sure if I should tell you this he's saying have you got the money here's the drugs for your money he might rip you off more if you're young and look, <laughs> look easy to be con but in general that's not the way so it was a fascinating thing to say yeah if you're anti-drugs even you should you could potentially be pro um, yeah, the legalisation or the control of drugs rather than ha- how how we have it at the moment. Well, I'm straight edge. Yeah. And I'm pro the legalisation of drugs. Yeah. yeah. It's just I'm not pro drugs and me because I'm an idiot who can't do anything in moderation. Completely. But, but And it's something I always say when I'm plugging um, you guys' podcasts at the end of mine is that I'm straight edge, but I still want people to listen to you guys yeah. because you know, it's, it's, a, it's an important debate to listen to. Yeah. I, I, had, I had a message only yesterday um, from a woman saying, look, I'm finally going to start listening to Say Why to Drugs and Stop and Search because she had had some, uh, 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 she'd lost someone to drugs in her life and was like, look, I, I haven't been able to bring myself to do so yet because I can't get to that place. But as she'd gone to a party and some people were getting stoned and nothing bad happened and it kind of made her go, Rah. Right, I think I need to have a listen now and kind of educate myself a little bit on it rather than just go, they're all evil, it's all bad. So, yeah. And that's that's where I'm the needy one on the network is because with Susie's podcast, do drugs, don't do drugs, but just be educated. You yeah. know, these are the facts. And with yeah. Jim, watch wrestling, don't watch wrestling, no skin off my nose. Yeah. But with Stop and Search, it's like, no, you've, you've got to be in this because there's a yeah. massive societal problem out there. If we don't solve, we're all getting yeah. quite buggered because there is so many different ways that this overlaps and affects all of us. Whether it's just the small things like insurance premiums on your house because of a, a crime area or if it's people are actually dying, you know, you do need to get involved in what we're doing. And that's where... Yeah, we, we, I've, I've said to you, Pete, we're kind of like the, the sector equivalent of chuggers, you know, the guys on the street, yeah, the charity yeah. muggers that come out there and are bothering you with the bucket. Unfortunately, that's what we're like in, in the drug reform sector because we always need something. Funds are never there. We always need to borrow people's voices and things like that. And you do. Everybody needs to get involved in this. Whether you don't have to listen to the podcast, but just find somewhere area that is of interest and yeah. just get involved. It's, it's, it's what I like about the, the, the podcast itself and the nature of podcasts in general is it the stop and search podcast there is going to be a request for help in specific ways there's going to be educating there's going to be pushing but it's it's there for you to take in when you're ready and when it's convenient it's not like when you're walking down the street and someone's saying have you got a minute and we have this natural propensity now even if i've had it before and i feel bad for this but the other day I was picking my dad up from Luton Airport and I had two hours to kill in Luton and a charity person went to stop me and I went, oh, sorry, I'm in a rush. Like, oh, I'm killing two hours in Luton. And there's, there's, I mean, I should have jumped at that opportunity to just have a conversation with another human. But again, you get in that mentality and that's the beauty of of putting it on the podcast and these things being a timeless thing. I mean, it's similar to I'd say why to drugs in that way. And certain episodes of Tuesday Night Joel are 
uh, which we'll get into. But there's, there's certain episodes of Choose Night Draw and Distraction Pieces that are very almost have a time a limit on in many ways. They're relevant now. In a week, they're probably not as important or as, as relevant. But Stop and Search and, and So Watch Drugs, unless there's a big change in policy, which sadly, as you will be testament to, it's a slow business. It can be a slow and long haul. You can g- 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 go back at this moment and listen to number one, number two, number three, number four, and they'll have their relevance and their, and their the, place. The way we try to frame them as well is that to make sure that they're different topics so that you get yeah. – we get the guests in and, and then we try and work out a way that there's going to be some banner that we can have some different discussion. Yeah. Because, it's again, it goes back to what I was saying, that it's easy to do drug policy speak. You know, there, there's yeah. a script to it now. and. Yeah. Going to all those different events in Parliament, whatever, you'd get to hear the same sound bites. Yeah. So if you get someone that isn't au fait with drug policy, they can bring something to this discussion. Completely. Like eventually, I'd so want to have Jim on there because I think it's such an interesting dynamic to have someone that isn't particularly into any kind of drug yeah. but also supports the legalisation. Uh, to me, again, that's just that's a conversation that's needed because you'll be able to get so much in different ways of harm reduction to speak out. Of and it, again, it's, it, it snaps everyone out of their natural trail has said i've i've i think one of the best people i've heard speak on drugs is as we mentioned a neil woods whose book's fantastic as well but equally two or three times i've seen the same story that i've absolutely loved but literally every pause is in the exact same place and it's that thing you do get into that as any performer as a performer of jokes as a performer of music even the talk in between the songs there will be points where I've said the exact same thing every night. I've paused in the exact same moment to get a laugh, to get this applause or whatever else. So it's great to throw people. I mean, the the comparison of the episode with Robin Ince and Rufus Hound is wonderful because Robin almost takes control He's and brilliant. leads. He's yeah. a wonderful host. And Rufus regularly kind of runs around the room and ruffles everyone's hair. <laughs> Quite literally as well. And, yeah. Again, in a good way. Yeah. And he's again, he, was, he had tons of amazing stuff stuff to say but that's what was exciting about a rufus being in there was he's he's, he's never just going to toe the line he's going to mm. speak what he, he feels and what and again it, it felt like a perfect dynamic that at points he made you guys have to fight for it yeah he made he you really guys did, have to fight actually, and go yeah. well all right just put that down but we, we, <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is the point and this is yeah so again I, yeah. I love those dynamics it makes it not as said a simple bit of propaganda it's a discussion and the fact that you do them alive as well at the the waterstones in, in the top, top of the road, road yeah um again it allows that kind of that vibrancy and interaction mm. and it, it could go anywhere kind and of. It, it was interesting with rufus because he, he had spent i think about four hours in a recording studio studio like this yeah and all of a sudden he was let off the leash and he did he proper went for it he, yeah. he did literally make his work for it because yeah. there was certain points that wasn't quite corresponding with what our message is yeah, but we managed to work it around it where robin Ince was the complete opposite and also susie the episode that they did that that was the first episode that we did so i was very much feeling my feet and I'd had news that morning, like life-changing rubbish news, which we won't go into, but I was so off my game. And right. then um, Robin carried it. He was perfect. He's so gracious in being great at a host, but equally, it's like The Simpsons and Maggie's Wheel. You think you're driving, yeah, but it's yeah, really yeah. Robin doing <laughs> it. I mean, equally, Robin loves that. That's his ideal situation. <laughs> that taking control and being in that is, is why he's done so many amazing yeah. nights he's curated and so many amazing podcasts. Is, is, is Robin is most at home when you're like, 
can you do it, mate? <laughs> can you come on? But can you, you know? So again, it, it worked perfectly in that way. I felt, and also Susie was just perfect. I'm not just saying yeah. that because she's here, but <laughs> but she, again, you you managed to get the. You, what I like about Susie is that she's an academic, but she's not. You know, you can so speak to people on a level that yeah. can be understood. Because I'm not scientifically minded at all. Yeah, I'm very. I'm my entertainment background carries me through roughly in what I'm doing in podcasting, the producing wise. But Susie knows how to speak to people, and that's why I say why to drugs is so important. Yeah. It's because the, the information can come across. But it would also be, it would be no good if it was just academics, just people like me. The great thing about your podcast <laughs> is that um, it's you get a variety of people in every episode. So you get someone who represents the listener, and it's not necessarily the same person for every listener, but someone's asking the question that the person at home listening is thinking. And like, so when I've been listening to them, like the Rufus Hound one, I was... I, painting a window I think while I was listening but there were loads of points where I was like oh if I was there this is what I'd ask and then someone would ask it straight away and that's really good because it's it means they're really engaging and really sort of listenable and and interesting and that's the great thing about podcasts in general and it's so conversational and again this is going to be quite a for one of a better word circle joke but I because I'm a wrestling fan I love to like jaw I'm sitting there listening and I'm involved in that conversation like I want every single hashtags I want to participate Uh, I I miss the refer to yourself in the third person and Friday by yeah. one day and I was so I'd, gutted I forgot about, I got up late I forgot I'd ask people to do it just had a Twitter feed full of people referring to themselves in the third I did person. one tweet and just got a tweet off, off off body guy Roy Johnson just doing it just said stars whispers then third person Friday because I had <laughs> sorry Roy sorry mate I'd, 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 I'd forgotten um, but again just to make that compa- comparison again the beauty of podcasts is what makes Dark and Search great is almost the opposite of what makes mm. as what has come to make as Say Why to Drugs great because Say Why to Drugs originally and we're going to get to you last just because I don't want it to be two big talks about drugs and then let's talk wrestling. We'll break it up. We'll make it a wrestling sandwich. Um, oh, that's two nice. big drug pieces of bread. This is weird. Sounds like a drunk car. Is this, this 1988 wrestling? <laughs> it's gone a bit brass yeah. um, so Get some what, cake. Because originally with Say White to Drugs, it was going to be different guests and things like that. And it's kind of ended up being me as the guest every time. And what kind of we've stumbled upon almost by accident there is it gives it a really good mean it yeah, means that every exactly. episode you've got the same tone and the same it, if it was different almost, people yeah. for different drugs then you might get slightly different analysis or things like that whereas because it's we've got that mean running all the way through if it's always just a, a you and me it means that every drug is kind of discussed and compared yeah. in the same way we know the drill yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's kind of yeah i like how that works whereas with stop and search that variation is what makes it exciting because yeah. it, it gets that it gets those different discussions and those different approaches. And you, you have policies. to be on your toes as well because you, again, with with using Rufus as the example, if you're listening, Rufus, I apologise, but yeah. you do you have to be so on your ball. And we had uh, Joe Wells, a young comic who didn't agree with drug policy. He thinks no, yeah. you know, I, I think he's he's left wing comic, but he thinks no, all drug laws should remain the same. Yeah. So the challenge was to convince him to be otherwise. And we had Norman Lamb, MP, that we've worked with. Yeah. And eventually, you know, spoiler alert, we managed to win him over. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's the thing is that I, I don't do that much preparation for the podcast because you don't know what conversation you're having because you can be Completely. totally set and think everybody's on the ball and everybody's agreeing with legalization. I think there's a few people in the crowd to not agree. And, <clears throat> and then all of a sudden, you know, that everything's up in the air again. Yeah. 
So yeah. that's that's the beauty of it, and that's why I don't prepare something. Well, that and I'm lazy, but yeah, <laughs> I'm the same. I, I, there's 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 so much um, stuff that I get credited for as artistic choices, and it's just laziness. Really, <laughs> it's just yeah. I like it to be free flowing. I don't like to over prepare for the guests because I I just don't like to prepare. It's, <laughs> it's not it that is hard all. work, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Um, I mean. Uh, let, uh, let's lighten things up and talk about wrestling for a bit and Tuesday Night Jaw. Yeah. Um, it's been wonderful fun so far, isn't it? It has in this darkened room, uh, slash my front room in my house or wherever I end up going to interview people. Yeah. yeah it's uh, been, it, it, I was, because obviously I was on Distraction Pieces first. Yep. And then when you sent me a message a few weeks later, I was like, well, what's, what's this going to be about? And then you asked me to, to do Tuesday Night Jaw. And I remember thinking at the time, oh, this would, the problem in, in Britain with wrestling podcasts and wrestling podcasts in general is there are, if you like wrestling, there's probably two or three podcasts you already listen to. So yep. you probably listen to Colt Cabana and, uh, um, Chris Jericho or Steve Austin yep. or, or JR. Or JR. They're, they're the ones that you probably listen yeah. to. In Britain, most wrestling podcasts are guys going, oh, I wouldn't have done it like that. Yeah. Which I was desperate to not do because yeah, ever since, because with me being a wrestling promoter as well, the, the 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 thing that upsets me most, in the same way that as a stand-up comic, I'll always the one person. If it's two hundred people having a good time, the one person I'll notice is the one person who's not having a good time. Yeah. I hate it, and uh, eleven years of stand-up means I can't get out of thinking like that. <laughs> it's the same with wrestling. The one person who tweets me and adds me into a tweet as don't do that. Yeah, yeah. I don't add me into rude. a tweet when you hate what I've done. <laughs> um, who the one person who tweets me like that and goes, "Well, I wouldn't have done it like that," or "I'm not very satisfied with that." Then uh, that bothers me. Yeah. And and so many podcasts are well, aren't WWE doing this this badly? Yeah. And and from my point of view, I want to talk about the positives of wrestling, which is as a rule. WWE didn't exist. My little company wouldn't exist. All the other little companies wouldn't exist. There wouldn't be the wrestling fandom that there is. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have a load of listeners to Tuesday Night Jaw. Yeah. I need that to exist. And I'd rather talk about the stuff that we like and have a bit of a laugh with it and be light-hearted rather than... And don't get me wrong, there's been some stuff we haven't liked and we've talked about it, yeah. but I don't see any point in needlessly complaining for three hours about I stuff agree, I don't want to do. Particularly for stuff that it's it's a choice. Yeah, like no one's making you watch it or engaging it. I, I argue a lot with, um, and and soon after these is it's going to be some more a drunk cast. But Chris, who's on the drunk cast all the time, um, it's become an ongoing joke that this last year, the I think the thing we've discussed most is food he hasn't been happy with. <laughs> And just him moaning about food. And my thing is like, I'm a 36-year-old man. You've chosen. It's your choice. Yeah. I don't want to hear if you didn't enjoy your pizza or you didn't enjoy this. It's like, don't eat it next time. It's like you're a grown-up and you can have that choice. But it's similar with okay. wrestling. You have people going on and on about how Raw's gone shit or SmackDown or, or whatever else. Like they've ruined the cruise rate division. It's like, cool, don't. Just stop tuning in then. You don't have to I'm watch really it. I'm really enjoying it, mate. I'm yeah. having a great time. And here's the thing, is everyone as a rule who tends to... So if we get... And often people have got the tone of the podcast and don't even send negative questions because yeah, yeah. they know I won't read them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they often don't send negative questions. Or if they are a little bit negative, we can find a positive spin on it. And like, if if you you're still sending those negative... Like, people who don't like it are still watching it. 
Yeah. People are still keeping their WWE Network subscription, yeah. no matter how much they complain about it. They still tune in every single week, it's, and it's, it's it's stuffed. It's the ultimate scam, isn't it? I've, I've always said I've got endless respect for X Factor because the people who love it will watch it and tweet about it, and the people who hate it will watch it and tweet about it. <laughs> it's like, that's the best market ever. And again, it goes 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 back to wrestling because you'd you'd have your heel champ because. The people who, the few that like him will go to watch him. Everyone that hates him will go to watch him lose. That's kind of, it's a classic, a a tradition of doing that, getting the biggest crowds. If it's, if it's a baby face, then you either like him or you're kind of indifferent. It's rare that. It's harder than now. It's harder to have the people who are tuning in to watch him lose because it's like, ah, he's all right. Well, what's even worse is, is the, the, so as a rule, the wrestling fans that listen to Tuesday Night Jaw are, like there's smart wrestling fans yeah. so they know what they like they know that wrestling is not new slash not strictly speaking <laughs> on the level um uh, and you know they will ask me they, they know i'm not going to answer too many questions about how it works yep. behind the scenes but i'll let people in a little bit but but they're all smart to it and yet you'll still get people going oh, i can't believe the bad guy's still champion yeah, yeah but it's because you hate him. Yeah. That's the point. That's what's meant to happen. That statement you just made is why he's the <laughs> champion, because you can't believe he's the champ. That's the point. But I think what we've done with Tuesday Night Joys is the, the, the feedback I get the most, and, it, and it's the same if you look down iTunes and, and see what people have said about it, yeah. is people going, oh, it's really positive. Yeah, because yeah. we love wrestling, and we want to... And because I, whenever we do the roundtable discussions, I'll try and get a wrestler here, so we've got a wrestler's perspective, yeah. as well as me and you and, and another yeah. guest. And... I'm trying and to. And every now and then, me and you will, sh- will shut up and let them talk as well. Yeah, sometimes. Not very often. Every once in a while, we'll allow them a moment it's to quite, get their perspective in. It's quite weird because <laughs> I forget sometimes that I've been doing comedy for ages and I was a radio presenter and all this sort of stuff. So I'm used to talking. Yeah. And I, I'm, and I know you're used to talking yeah. and we're mates, so it works. Yeah. But then often there'll be a wrestler who's perhaps only been wrestling for two or three years in with us and they're not necessarily accustomed to public speaking yeah. so you have to kind of sometimes you have to bring them sort of out of themselves yeah. and that's why it's good to have jumping off points with them yeah. uh, Danny Garnello yeah. uses a great example of just you know asking him some questions about about strange things that's happened to him in the ring and he ended up being absolutely yeah, hilarious it was golden honestly and, one of my favorites. I've always got a soft spot for a South London accent anyway but yeah. just the beauty of him being very soft spoken then you'd ask what seems like a throwaway question, and then he'd calmly and quietly tell you the best story you've ever heard. <laughs> like him bumping off of being having a packet of crystal on his head. Um, yeah. and But also, that day, and I don't think we revealed it at the time, that day we were sat in this room, yeah. and he had his coat zipped up. And it I, gets hot in here, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, really hot. And I, I said to him, afterwards, I said, why have you kept your coat on? He went, I've got my work uniform on underneath. And I went, well, it doesn't matter, we all, it's fine. Did you come from work? He went, I'm still at work. <laughs> he told him... He'd, he told him he was going out for lunch and then he, it took him an hour to get here. He was here for three hours and then another hour to get back. And he just sort of rocked back up and went, right, I just came on. Just came and did the podcast. It's a break. One of the things I think that has made a, a Tuesday night draw really excel, and I said it's had well over 100,000 yep. listeners now. It's grown really quickly. Um, but I think it's, because what we initially discussed was a roundtable after each big WWE yep. pay-per-view. And they're probably 
the ones I can't not listen to still because yeah. I just love after you've seen an event you love hearing people discuss it sure. and it's an exciting one to do so for wrestling fans they may be the favourites or the best but I think what has made it grow is where you've gone away from that and gone right well there's there's three other Tuesdays in the month Yep, I can do stuff there as well and whether it be another round table on a spe- specific topic mm-hmm. nerding out again one specifically for wrestling nerds going right almost going huh, you think you're a wrestling nerd <laughs> <laughs> listen to this the weird thing is, is i thought i thought i was a nerd and then some of the the, the guests i've had on who yeah. is a, a lad called matt richards who's an absolute yeah. nerd over japanese wrestling because we yeah. tried to do little things like i talk about japanese wrestling a lot yeah some people might only know wwe yeah so I'll try and educate them on how to watch Japanese wrestling, who to look out for, the history of it and stuff like that. And I did the same with PWG, which is a big independent in, in the States. Um, and and I, I'll try and do like – so this week's one, which is I'm late putting up, um, is me choosing 10 Survivor Series matches for people Brilliant. to go back and watch. However, because I'm a nerd, I make it that you can't – I have rules with these things. As you know, yeah. if I ask people to do a list – I know yeah. it stresses you out. So you can't choose the same wrestler twice it's, at any point in the list. It's because, it's because I'll normally listen on a train or something. And when Jim sets a task, because of his rules, you need the internet to really make a solid choice. <laughs> it's like, I'm not enough of a nerd to just off the top of my head go, here's who I'm, I need to go, right, I need to go through a lot of cards and figure yep. out these, I, these I, um And I've got, I've got a couple of people, and I don't want to ruin the surprise, but I've got a couple of... Uh, cool interviews lined up as well which yeah. is because the uh, I had William Regal on and William Regal is a is a very well respected WWE employee yeah. that helps when I'm trying to cuz sometimes I'll have like guy I had a, a wrestler called Chris Ridgway on who, yeah. who I'd never met I'd been yeah. told was really good he lived near me so I went and had a chat with him and, and he's someone who's very much up and coming but then you've got someone like William Regal who's been in the business for 30 odd yeah. years and he, because he's a friend, he was willing to sit down with me. But because he's respected at WWE, it means that I can convince other people, hopefully, to come onto yeah. the podcast and just have a chat with have me. A chat. And I'm also I'm, I'm upgrading all my stuff, so I often record at home with a little handheld recorder. Um, and what I'm hopefully going to do is be able to Skype people, which means I can have more American guests on. Which yeah, will, it's great. And, and and that's what I was, I was going to get to is the roundtables are within reason. If you're not a wrestling fan. They're probably not for you. Oh, no. Like, like, we have a laugh, but there'll be a lot where you don't know what's happening and don't know what's yeah. going on. But that's what I love about the Tuesday Night Draw Meets ones, and the Regal one's a prime example. That's the first ever a wrestling podcast I've recommended to my dad to listen to. Mm. And my dad isn't a wrestling fan, but a William Regal, if you don't know, is a wrestler who's who's been with the WWE and WCW, but he's British, and he started out wrestling in Blackpool yep. and wrestling on the piers and stuff like that. And hearing his stories of what it was like then, of when it was just hard, hard men. Yeah. Hard, hard lads having a, having a scrap essentially. And the fact that he's wrestled big daddy and Hulk Hogan and yeah. the rock, you know, he's, he's wrestled all these people along the way that he's a, and yeah, amazing. And what what was quite nice when I chatted to him was I've supported him when he's done his spoken word tours. Yeah. So I know what he talks about in his spoken word tours. Yeah. So I made it that we didn't because I've heard him do other podcasts where he's right, done those stories. Do the same stories. So we did completely different ones. Brilliant. And it was great because I turned up to his hotel room because he was in he was in the UK for a couple of weeks going to very came to a progress show and yeah. came out on the stage and 
mocked me mercilessly because that's what he does. If you, if you listen to the beginning of that William Regal podcast, you can hear him taking the mickey out of me and being so pleased with himself yeah. for mocking me because he essentially bullies me. Yeah. Um, um, but I, I think it made him really um, enamoured by the podcast mm. because he then got to see his bullying transcend onto Twitter and a lot yeah. of people then tweet you the same abuse that he gave you and he, he, he enjoyed that. I don't think he did experience that. It's, um, it's, it's quite ridiculous. He, so he bullies me on two subjects. Yes. He bullies me on um, the fact that I've lost weight since I've known him. Yeah. Um, and I've also shaved my head. So he, he makes a lot of jokes about how ill I look. Yeah. Um, and I've seen you two discussing the odds on me yep. living to Christmas, which yep. is really yep. nice. Yep. Um, <laughs> and he, him and my wife, when he first, I first met him four years ago yesterday. Yeah. And him and my wife four years ago, for some reason, started this thing about me being a fan of Phil Collins. <laughs> which I'm not a fan of Phil Collins. I'm I'm not. I'm look at me. I'm really not. Um I like hardcore punk music. I do not like Phil Collins. But this started and them just constantly giving me abuse. He did a show in Glasgow on Saturday, which I wasn't at. Yeah. Uh, I was getting tweets within two hours of the show finishing with people going, so William Regal tells me you like uh, Phil Collins. <laughs> no, leave it. He was in Los Angeles for the Battle of Los Angeles, the PWG show. He on on the Sunday, he went out with his wife to Hollywood Boulevard, and there's a picture on his Twitter feed of him with Phil Collins' star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, Brilliant. and a picture of me on his phone, and him sort of a thumbs-up <laughs> gesture with this. And he tweeted it to me in the middle of the night, not long after my son had been born. And I remember waking up the next day going, why have I got 500 Twitter alerts? And it's like, <laughs> oh. And it was only a couple of weeks later, I messaged him and went, um... How long did you spend looking for the Phil Collins Walk of Fame, Walk of Fame star? And he went three hours, totally worth it. Um, Brilliant. So I he, love it. he's a good lad, but that just that the joy in his voice because he's not always he's he's got a corporate job with WWE. He's not always allowed to do things like yeah. that. And yeah. he's you know he's put me in touch with with um with a couple of really cool people in in British wrestling that hopefully yeah. I'll be able to do more Tuesday Night Jaw meets with. And that's it because that's what's interesting is similar to people saying I'm not into drugs, but Stop and search and say watch drugs are interesting podcasts. Still, it's, it's similar on the on the Tuesday night draw meets ones because if you're not into wrestling, it doesn't mean you're not into insane stories because mm. the actual life of a wrestler is mental. And it was I loved the Zach Gibson episode and hearing a six foot four scouse lad <laughs> who at a very young age just went to Japan. To wrestle. Oh, it was China, wasn't it? it was the, China, sorry. In the middle of stories. nowhere. In the middle of nowhere and just had no, had no language, no anything <laughs> and just had to get by and it, it just makes these insane stories and then similarly, as sorry as Jack Gallagher who went over to Japan yes. and had to kind of prove himself again, couldn't speak a word of the language but to kind of get on the mats and win people over by actually choking someone out and having them go, oh, oh, that, that pasty white a British boy is is well, can, think do, can do his thing. The nice thing about chats with someone like Jack is Jack's a good friend of mine. Yeah, but Jack's an eccentric English gentleman. It truly is who is doing a quite bizarre macho job. Yeah, but it, you know is is really into his philosophy. Is really I always forget he's got the same music taste to me because of how he dresses. Yeah, yeah, and because he dresses like I remember once him talking to me and going, "I've got an idea." And what's what's your idea? I've got an idea for a character. This is when we didn't know he was going to WWE, yeah. and he was like, I, "I'd like, I think I'd like to be the white Chris Eubank." 
<laughs> and I went, sold, mate. Whatever you want to do, Amazing. that is. And, and that's a really nice way of summing him up. But just when people I, listen I, to I, that. I like that he's, that's, that sounds like he's been a walking through his small northern town mm. and someone has thrown an insult at him and he's gone... <laughs> Got a new character. That's <laughs> because if I saw, I would think that you know he, he is. He's a he's a white Chris Eubank. But it's amazing how wrestlers wrestlers evolve because yeah. he, when he started wrestling, he looked like one of the reasons I wanted to book him originally is he looked like Frank Carter. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's got red hair, yeah. and he he looked less tattooed, but he looked like yeah. that sort of character. And he had a whole punk gimmick, and that was it. And yeah. then one day he went no I'm going to start dressing smartly and, and actually play up that side of my, my personality which is it and when, when we put that episode out I know that I had loads of people tweeting me going I didn't, I didn't this is loads of stuff I didn't know about him yeah. and I think that's it's interesting if you're not a wrestling fan but if you are a wrestling fan you're finding out an extra 10-20% about someone yeah. that you didn't know which is yeah. one of the reasons I like listening to wrestlers being interviewed on podcasts Completely. in the first place like when you interviewed Will Ospreay yeah. Yeah. is exactly the same thing because most people I knew it because yeah. he worked for me. Yeah, Most yeah, people yeah. didn't know that this lad who's being fated as one of the best wrestlers in the world and he's overtaking Japan by storm still had a day job working with his dad. Yeah. Like people didn't yeah. know that. And that and that's nuts. When I had him on the podcast, he had, the weekend before he'd um he'd wrestled in front of I think twenty thousand people in Japan and I was interviewing him and the next day he was back on the building site just yeah as he had some mastic and he needed to finish off. I, know, it's nuts. I love it it's insane but yeah so let's let's uh, we've left Susie. i know Susie isn't a wrestling fan so that part's been probably very boring for her but yeah but i mean i agree with what you say that i've listened to when you've had wrestlers on distraction yeah. pieces yeah. and it's you're right the stories are really interesting and you don't have to it's know about wrestling to be interested yeah. in yeah interesting people and that's it it's trying on 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 distraction pieces in general i always try like i'll turn i'll turn people down if I think the podcast will only appeal to their fan base. And I've had that a few times. It's, it's been awkward because it's hard to explain that to someone. That I'm not being rude, but you're, it's a very niche thing. If I think there's enough there that it's broad and everyone can get into it, then we'll go along that. Is it a bit like a Nando's black card? If you ask for one, you're not allowed. Yeah. You're not, allowed. <laughs> not at all. I've had loads of people ask, and I just go like, like I, I was approached, like a lot of people like, how did you get... A, a Roots Manoeuvre on I was like I got an email asking if I'd like to have Roots Manoeuvre on <laughs> and they were back going yeah I'd like to have Roots Manoeuvre on of course I would he's a legend um, but yeah let's talk about Say Why to Drugs because it's I mean it's probably now technically the dethroned my own podcast as the jewel in the Distraction Pieces <laughs> Network crowd it's, it's award winning and the thing that's exciting for me is the amount of coverage and love it's getting um in the academic world, in 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 magazines, in the amount of different teachers and and, and mm. doctors who contact saying, "Look, I'm using this. This is a, a valuable resource." So, I mean, let's start by how we kind of came up with it and started it. It was a slow one, wasn't it? Because I made you pr- promise to do it live yeah. on the <laughs> podcast, and then we had a year or so of people every now and then t- 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 tweeting both of us going. Is that happening yet? Yeah, but it's it's way longer in gestation than that because yeah. the original idea of it came from when I was taking part in this welcome trust thing called I'm a Scientist, Get Me Out of Here. Right. And <laughs> it was a bunch of school kids um, 
eight classes of school kids were sort of paired with five different scientists from like any realm of science and you spend a week with the kids can ask you any questions that you that they want and obviously part of it is saying that well I'm a psychologist so I've got no idea how much the moon weighs so it's sort of saying scientists aren't all men in white coats and they aren't they don't all they aren't all nerds who know everything about everything they do different kinds of things and they're different kinds of people a specific thing exactly yeah so so that's the first week and then in the second week it becomes a sort of competition and the kids vote every day for their favorite scientist and someone gets sort of chucked out and the winner gets some money to do a public engagement thing and you have to say right at the beginning before you start what you're going to do and i said i want to make podcasts for teenagers about recreational drugs yeah and then I won the the brain zone it was Amazing. back at, right at the beginning of my PhD. So this was quite a few years ago now. Yeah. And I recorded a few interviews with scientists straight off the bat. I bought some recording equipment, recorded a few awesome. interviews. But it was just, it was dry and it was, I couldn't work out how to put it together. Mm. And then I slightly deliberately mentioned it to you when I was on your podcast yeah, because yeah, it was yeah. a kick up the bum, basically. Yeah. And I, because I really, really wanted to do it, but I just was struggling. And then I've been... It had been three years at that point when I'd been trying to think of a name and you came up with one in five minutes. Yep. So <laughs> thanks for that. Well, it's just on the spot. It is a good name. Yeah. Um, you, know, you name mine as well. Yeah. <laughs> I struggled for ages, yeah. yeah. I, I was a little bit worried with mine. I was going to sort of take the, the, the onus off the actual issue of stop and search. But your one is brilliant. You know, it's perfect. It does what it says on tin. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was uh, There's been some funny uh, getting it slightly wrong of um, – the um, ad who does the artwork, he yeah. sent loads of them to me. The artworks were all called Say No to Drugs, oh, accidentally. Right, right, and then an academic tweeted me, oh, you should cover this on Say Yes to Drugs. It's like, let's not say yes to drugs either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad there's slightly worn off the people. Every time I originally post about it, I'd have someone go, I'm more like Say Why Not to Drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Cool man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you although, should probably listen to this. Again, yeah, this, is, this is this is why you should be listening to this because it's it's not against drugs, but it's educating you, which is it's still pretty much every single wise. episode though that someone screen grabs the message from iTunes which says heroin is now available from Say Why to Drugs. <laughs> Brilliant, the wording of yeah. that. If, if, if you it, again at the end of all of our podcasts, are we say it's really good if you can subscribe and so on and so forth. It really helps. The, the network it helps the podcast for Susie's just do it because it's funny because yeah. <laughs> you get a message you get totally a message come it. up just yeah. saying cocaine is now available from say why to drugs it's like you get a nice little marketing thing it, yeah. it tickles me every time it comes up so, so if for no other reason we can give that plea of just subscribe just, to that one yeah. it's just it's funny but yeah so so then we started it and again as, as similar to Jim, it kind of it kind of turned out that I was a good person to be mm. on there just because although I'm not straight edge, I've done a lot of drugs in the past, but I don't do them now. Despite doing a drunk cast, I don't drink much. Mm-hmm. I drink oh, once or twice a month. So it felt like I was a good f- f- fodder to have on there because equally I'm quite happy to talk about any, any drugs I've done. I'm not sure what the laws are on how long it has to well, you, be before you're not you even, be arrested. You're not in possession, so <laughs> yeah. just go for it. Yeah, exactly. I used to do things when I was a teenager and I've been telling those stories on stage for a long time. No yeah. one's nicked me yet, so yeah. I think I'm all right. Yeah. I'll always just c- c- claim it's artistic <laughs> if anyone picks something up. It's like, oh, Scribius a character. Yeah, you're, you're pretty much a celebrity and I can get away with anything. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you want. It's, it's, a, it's admitting these things. So it kind of I worked as, an, as an, a nice one. So when I could, I can give any just personal insight. Yeah. But in general, I'm there be the, 
other idiot that you're teaching. Again, the first four episodes, I think people pointed out how much it was either amazing or fascinating. I was saying a lot, but yeah. <laughs> it's because I'm sitting there finding it all amazingly fascinating. So oh, it's fascinating. Right, just stop saying that. So it's on the last ones oh, we recorded. I did. I, I went to a few times and just went, I'll let believe that. Yeah. I'm sure Susie <laughs> knows it's fascinating. And I'm sure, I'm sure those listening are finding it fascinating. So I don't need to, to reiterate that. But yeah, that dynamic just works really well. And yeah. I think that was your idea as well. The sort of, I think you sent me an email. You're like, oh, what? I'm starting a network. Yeah. It would be great if you wanted to put the podcast out on the network. And what you should do is you should be in conversation with an interested friend who's not an expert. And I can be that friend if you want. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, absolutely jumped at that chance because it's exactly going back to what you were saying earlier that, um, when you do sort of science communication kind of things, and I do quite a lot of, sort of science outreach in my role as as an academic you preach to the converted yeah. so much there's yeah. a group of people who really like and it's great there's a group of people who really like kind of learning more about science people who are already engaged with it and that kind of thing mm-hmm. but they already know all of this or they are already certainly sort of on side with an evidence-based yeah. Yeah. kind of idea but having someone like you who's like got nothing to do with that world or yeah. tangentially obviously you've done stuff yeah, with yeah. Robin and that kind of thing yeah. but someone who's some, from somewhere completely different it just means you open it up to so many more people who otherwise sort of just wouldn't download a science podcast yeah. because they wouldn't be interested in it and and that's what's been really nice is the amount of people who have maybe jumped onto the alcohol one or the tobacco one or, yeah. or, or things like that because they do that or have had yeah. that. And the caffeine one's and, been really and, popular already. And, but then have ended up opening themselves up to more and more of them because, right, uh, why not be more educated on these things, particularly if you've got kids, if you've got f- mm-hmm. f- f- friends or anything, the, the greater the education on these prevalent drugs, the, the better, right? It yeah. makes sense. But So this is... A- what was amazingly I found out the other week that my boyfriend's mum, they um, have a sort of, it's not WI, but it's another group. I think it's NWR right. um, group of yeah. women who meet up um, once a month or something. And they did Say Why to Drugs at one of their meetings. Amazing. They were all picked a different episode to listen to and talked about it. And That's it wasn't even fantastic. her idea. It was someone else's idea to do it at that meeting. She, it just that. happened that she was there. So that really blew my mind that yeah. that was kind of a bunch of sort of middle-aged women were listening to listening to us yeah. and it's, chat about it's, drugs. Again, it's great how much of a tool it's become. And that was our initial idea was that, I mean, we still don't know how many episodes it will be. Yeah. But the initial idea was really a few that are just there and people can come back to like it. Like a resource, it yeah. It went down so well. And again, the, the, the scary part is realising how many other drugs there are yeah. to cover and, and to get to. That each time we're like, are we done? I don't think we're done, are we? I don't think uh, we're done. Let's... I've prepared another five yeah. if you've got a moment. And, yeah. it, and people generally will engage and tweet you and say, have you Lots have you of, I've had so many this? suggestions, yeah. This? Which yeah. has been great. It's a fascinating one. Um, and obviously you went on to win... An award. So, so, so tell us about that. Yeah, well, that was, yeah, very unexpected and very nice indeed. Um, so it's from the Skeptic magazine, a yeah. sort of uh, rationalist, humanist, magazine, yeah. skeptic magazine. Yeah. Um, and they every year do sort of awards for the best blog, the best podcast and the best sort of campaign. And a friend of mine sort of, uh, yeah, tweeted to me saying, I've just nominated you for this. So I yeah. tweeted going, 
hey guys, why don't you nominate me for this too? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and we got shortlisted and then there was a sort of panel of judges who made the final decision. And Amazing. yeah, so I was sort of got to go up to uh, QEDCon, it was in Manchester, was, yeah. um, this uh, sort of festival conference of sort of humanism and rationalism. I love it. And uh, it was it was really amazing. Grace Petrie played and awesome. there was comedy and uh, uh, magic. And it was really Fantastic. fun. There was a TARDIS in the corner. Uh, I mean, and wow, come on. This yeah. Is, this is better than any award ceremony I've ever been invited to. <laughs> comedy ones are never this good. Yeah. What was even better was I didn't get a ticket for the meal because I didn't know in time that I was going to be going. Yeah. But... Um, the Matt Parker, the stand-up mathematician, mm-hmm. uh, found me in the bar and was like, oh, I've got my dessert and I don't want it. Do you want to have it? So I got to have dessert as well. <laughs> dessert as well. Total win. Literally <laughs> cherry on top. Yeah. I, I, I love that. So and it's a funny one because I've, since that, I've been approached a few times to come and, and do talks at places and stuff like that. Yeah. And I always kind of say, push them towards either you, Susie or Jason because it's like I'm I'm just I'm the regular person in the crowd on these episodes it's, I mean if you invited me to come and, and sit in the crowd then great but is you guys the, the the one that can articulate and discuss the kind of and, and, and give the facts and it's what and yeah. conversely have you found that because there's an association with Pip you get a lot of people coming your way going oh can you get him to do this and, and take on other subjects because in our sector we're getting a lot of people now going right we really want to do something because you do quite a lot in the charitable, charitable sectors yeah, yeah. a lot of people coming our way going right we need the exposure quick yeah. so that, it's one of those things that once <laughs> you find pressure. a voice that's actually willing to put themselves out there the rush happens yeah mate I, I, th- thankfully I've got my a polite declining yeah. email down to a T. So just send them my way. And, I'll... and you, you explained it in your live show as well. And you explained it so well. Yeah. It's that you can't always do it. It's no, so many caveats. Exactly. I genuinely think, um, and, and you were concerned at first that, that having two drug-based podcasts might be oversaturation on the network. But again, I felt because one's more a law-based podcast and one's a drug-based podcast, it, it fitted. But again, it it's exactly that, particularly with charity stuff. I think, if every podcast was about a different charity, then you'd listen each week. You might learn some stuff, but then you'd just wait for next week. Whereas if there's 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 one charity or one cause in three months, then you might be more inclined to engage and to mm-hmm. donate or to get involved or to be in yeah to get into it rather than oh that was interesting kind of uh, 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 let's hear hear what's next kind of as as the months are on social media now. Oh, yeah. it's Movember. So, so, so what's, oh, we just had dry October. So what, <laughs> you, you know, it's just, it's, 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 it's a calendar now rather than a, here's the calls I'm getting behind and passionate. About. And that's why I love so white to drugs is because you are the voice of the Alan Davis layman and you yeah. do manage to get across so well. Yeah. It's a, it's a really good dynamic. And I don't think that the, the stop and search and say white to drugs overlap at all. If anything, they augment each other because mm. it means we don't have to, go down the sort of side roads and get distracted by uh, by the sort of policy surrounding and, issues. Because yeah, yeah. if we try to talk about the sort of policy implications around each drug every week or every episode, they'd be so long and unwieldy and it would be a sort of distraction from the main science. Yeah. Whereas you can say, go and listen to Stop and Search and for and, all of your policy again, needs. The, that's it. The beautiful thing that there is as well, it, 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 it allows say white drugs to be completely unbiased like no leaning towards 
we need to change this policy or this or that. It's just saying, here's the facts. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's the facts about the drugs. And Stop and Search can can have an opinion more and it can have a, an outlook and a, and, a, and a view and say, here's what we think, here's what we need. Yeah, that, and that is do. the difference is that Susie has to stick to the facts and evidence yeah. and but put it across in a very entertaining way, whereas we can go, well, actually, let's just look at everything, just chuck it all in there and just pour it out and see what happens. I mean, I'm still, I don't know if when this goes out, it will have, have been out yet, but my most proud moment is how we both managed to be grown up and keep a straight face during the poppers episode where obviously we talk about the 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 loosening and slackening of the sphincter when <laughs> when when See, i'm not a professional we honestly <laughs> we only finished was... and um, again i think you were saying you've got it recorded as yeah you should put out outtakes but uh, my first thing as we finished i was like i am so proud of us <laughs> that we managed to have a grown-up conversation and repeatedly return to the sphincter and yeah in yeah it was amazing i am um, <laughs> I uh, I did a, a biker rally yeah. last year, where the the MC of it was was particularly larry with the the audience, and there's there's all these all these big biker lads, and not really suitable for for my brand of of kind of storytelling. Yeah. And I thought, fine, I'll see how this goes. And there's a guy so in the front row to realise. He did it as a comedian. Oh, yeah, Even yeah. Even though that should be obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you just add a bike as well. Yeah, I've got, just... I've got a lot of choppers. Um, <laughs> so there's this guy in the front row, and, and the MC, who the first thing that happened when I got there, he offered me three lines of speed. Oh, now, wow. bearing in mind, like, I'm straight edge, but I'm, I'm cool around people. I'm cool around people doing whatever they want to do. Yeah. I just, I've got my own limits. And he offered me, th- me and my wife, three lines of speed, and both of us went, no, <laughs> this is weird. and that's never happened. Eleven yeah. years of comedy, no matter how rock and roll you think it is, never happened. Um, it's and two he, of us, and three isn't divisible by two. Yeah. <laughs> and it's he, just unfair. he goes on stage. There's a guy in the front row, offers this big biker dude a bottle of poppers, and we're all like, "It's going to be interesting to see what happens here." Guy opens it, drinks it. Oh no! Wow! And Jesus, and Christ. I'm backstage. I don't see what happens. The guy kind of stumbles out of the tent and don't think any more of it. I'm on in this. I'm closing the show in the second half, and the, the MC comes up to me and goes, "Listen, Jim, um, uh, do you mind? Sort of, I don't know if you're in any, any rush to get to another gig, but do you mind if we delay your set by about twenty minutes or so?" I went, "Yeah, well, 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 what's the problem?" Well, the air ambulance has got to land from the bloke who drank the poppers. And it was just like, and when I saw the poppers episode go up, I was like. I'm fairly sure yeah. <laughs> no one's been that stupid. Someone please send this episode to all the bikers. <laughs> yeah. what's, so what's interesting what's for me bit? about Say Why Is Drugs is I'm writing a show about me being straight edge, but instead of me doing stories about what I used to do with my life, which would be the, the stereotypical way for a comedian to write about it, I'm trying to do stuff about abstinence, but also stuff about uh, about the uh, the effects of drugs and the effects of anything that people aren't necessarily um, familiar with, which is great for me as an educational resource. But then when I've been listening to it, I've, I've got a 13-year-old daughter mm. who, when she gets to a point where she's asking me questions about stuff, it's a great direction to point her in, especially because she knows Pip. Yeah. So it means yeah. that it's going to be a, a really friendly voice for her to listen to and she's going to get the knowledge that she needs from yeah. Susie. So it, it's it's because I remember I've been a school teacher and they they kind of they gloss over a lot to do yeah, with drugs in school. It's yeah. kind of don't do it. And when I was a kid, whenever I got told don't do something, that made me do it. And and, so, and equally it's it's the it's the vagueness of of drugs are bad. Yeah. So you're told drugs are bad. So then for example, at some point in your life, you try some weed and it's all right. If you've always been told drugs are bad and weed is in there, 
then does that mean you go, all right, well, Coke's probably all right as well, or her- or all these exactly. other things that yeah. you might not know. Oh, that's that's probably all right then, because they told me that this was bad. Whereas, as opposed to going, drugs, there are many varied scale of ups and downs and positives and negatives. And, and I don't know how it is now, but certainly when I was at school, it wasn't a health issue. It was presented, we were, we are, the lesson we had about drugs was from a policeman. Yes, it's a moral yes. issue. Yeah, it's a criminal it, issue yeah, rather criminal than issue. a health issue. It's, yeah. It seems it's, so. it's a fascinating one. I had, I had Howard Marks on and... It was fascinating because he, he really made, like, he just kind of said, kind of like, I've never, I've never broken a law. I have any guilt over breaking. And it was like, all oh, right. And it, 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 it occurs to me, and I, I told the story, I think I was vague about which family member, so I'll, I'll remain vague, but it occurs to me that I had, I went to Amsterdam once with a family member of mine who hadn't ever smoked weed in 50, 60 years of their life. And while they were out there said, I know you've done some stuff in the past. Like, can you get me a cake or two? Because we want to try it. And it's like, it's interesting. If I went to a country where murder was all, I mean, all joking aside, where rape is legal in some countries where it's, you know, if you're, if you're gay or lesbian and this kind of, Mm. I wouldn't go, Oh, I'm going to try a bit of murder. While I'm here then. I'm going to give that a go. Whereas over here, we all obey this law that a lot of us don't have actual any moral or, or or health worry issues with it's just well it's illegal so right then what why is 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 it's a really odd one and it's, it, it was a fascinating one to see that and learn that and hear howard marks who some people were delighted i had on and some were furious because i was saying you've had this criminal on and blah blah, blah. i was like well no i had a, a lovely man on who's yeah. one of the most engaging and intelligent guys i've met who happens to think weed was a positive thing and not agree with the laws that we happen to... You had that at the live show as well at uh, Leicester Square Theatre. Yeah. You, you had people on stage asking questions and you brought up Say Why to Drugs and Stop and Search. Um, there was a girl towards the end and you brought up Stop and Search and said, you yeah, know, this is what they discuss. Yeah. And she come out with a classic uh, answer of, yeah, but if you legalise that, what else should we legalise? You know, inferring, you know, do we legalise burglary and things yeah. like that. And we've got ways of differentiating. You know, we've got Marla in Say and we've got Marla in Prohibitum. That's the way that we... Talk about in law. Yeah. Marlon say is a, an inherent moral law against itself, whereas yeah. Marlon prohibitum is a state sanctioned law. So we know, you know, you don't need it explaining. It's so yeah. bloody obvious anyway, yeah. but we do know how to differentiate in law. Yeah. So it's just be common sense about it's, it, surely. And, and it's the simplicity of laws that are stopping you doing something to someone else or laws that are stopping you doing something to you. Mm. That's that's where it's weird. That again, if equally on the converse of that, oh, would we then legalise burglary? All right. Well, if we're making these drugs legal, are we going to make sh- sugar illegal? Because that's yep. really bad for you. It's re- it's really bad. And but we also feel as grown ups, it's our choice. It's our choice if we put sugar into our body. Why is that different from, well, and from tobacco drugs? and alcohol? Yeah, really? well, <laughs> and tobacco and alcohol. The, the, yeah, the thing I rant about most on on stage. When when talking about me being straight edge is is drink, yeah, because that's the thing I used to have the biggest problem with. That's yeah. the thing that um, I've seen members of my family die because they've abused it for years. Yeah, yeah. It, I like to me and someone who who is married up until we had our baby, married someone who's who has always been a bit of a stoner. It's mm. never that's never bothered me. Yeah, that, that doesn't not it doesn't interest me. But that yeah. I've never I've never had to do stand up 
in front of if I had to do stand up in front of a stoned audience it would be the easiest gig <laughs> in the world yeah. stand up yeah. in front of drunk people and I entertain yeah. my job is entertaining drunk people yeah. be it be it comedy or wrestling yeah. it's nearly always me <laughs> yeah. entertaining drunk people and I'm fine with it but you know you never read you, you never read a headline that a, a guy who's had a couple of joints has punched someone no you don't no, you, no. but you do if people have got drunk you know yeah, it's yeah. just it and, and and i have i have so many sort of rants about uh, about that on stage um and there's times i get booed on stage for saying i don't drink yeah you know, if i said i don't do anything else no one would be bothered but if i say i don't drink and you have weird, big groups of stage going boo it's like yeah but all right yeah it's, it's so true. Because I'm fine with people doing it. It's just yeah. not me. When I was gigging, I, I gigged from the 2000 to about 2010. And if you refuse drinks, I don't drink. I've never drunk. It doesn't agree with me. Yeah. You get abuse if you refuse yeah. to, to a gratuity drink. It's fascinating it's... when I had um, a blind boy from Rubber Bandits on who's really in, in, intelligent dude but happens to be in a band that they wear plastic bags on their heads um, so people don't expect him to be this intelligent and he was saying in Ireland which is, is where he's from there was a, f- a famous s- s- singer who became an alcoholic and when he was kind of talking about it he was like he became an alcoholic out of politeness because <laughs> he would finish a gig and guys would be like I'll buy you a pint and if you say no it's rude and he was like he was finding he was drinking 10-11 pints every night out of awkwardness he didn't particularly want to he wasn't particularly into drinking it's just people he felt they're trying to honour him and it would be rude for him to go no I'm, I'm good thanks I can spend half an hour talking about the fact I don't drink yeah. and someone will buy me a pint yeah yeah. because yeah. they like oh it's just an act though isn't it yeah. no, no I, I find no. it very difficult to lie it's, on stage it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's fascinating on the podcast though of the ones that I mean even if we just go strictly health wise the ones that have been the most damning, really, health-wise, have been the legal ones. Yeah. T- tobacco and alcohol. A, a caffeine, not quite so much, but t- a no. tobacco and alcohol definitely are the two that... I mean, even putting them up against heroin and cocaine and all these, they were the two that kind of, overall health-wise, they seem to be the most... have have the most negative in there. Yeah, and it's possibly just because... or. Partly because we've done so much more research into them, so we know better. Yeah, they've been legal for so long. People are more comfortable to come forward. And And people just use them much more than than things like cocaine or heroin. But, yeah, I mean, they're definitely not – they're absolutely not the safest drugs at all. It's crazy. Well, I'll start to round things up now. And and the way I want to kind of end it is I'll ask each of you what is ahead – and then also ask you to recommend one episode um, to anyone who hasn't uh, uh, listened before. So let's start with you, uh, Susie. Uh, what ones? What drugs are ahead? So we've recorded <laughs> a few, a few already that we've what got. Drugs are soon to be. Available. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to see when these drugs are available. Yeah. I think uh, amphetamines is next, yep. and then. At some point, there's going to be e-cigarettes, poppers, as we mentioned, yeah. cat. I'm hoping to – I'm going up to a um, conference in Liverpool at the end of this month, mm. and there's a few people there um, who I'm hoping to get on as as guests to record a few more bonus podcasts because yeah. I have done one podcast that you haven't been on so yeah. far, which yeah. was with uh, Bristol. Bristol Drugs Project. Yeah. And I, re- I really like that. It was quite nice to sort of 
be the interviewer rather than the sort of person yeah. just sort of going through the facts. It was really nice to actually sit back and sort of listen to someone else talk to me. So I'm keen to do a few more of those as well. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, if people have suggestions for who I should talk to as well, yeah. then let me know. I mean, I had a text just before you got here from a guy called Rob Parker, who I did some acting with earlier in the year, but is a former professional rugby player. I played at a very high level and he was asking if you're going to cover uh, prescription drugs yeah. uh, because he was saying he has his own experiences of it and the the, the level of addiction in, in, in sport of prescription drugs is through the roof. And yeah. It's like that it wrestling. Can, yeah. Mm, it can it's be terrible. Yeah, a few people damaging. have asked so, for that. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be a, f- a, a fascinating one to... To, to cover at some point. I yeah, guess. definitely. There's a, there's a lot on the sort of long list at the moment. Yeah. But as I get further and further away from the stuff that I sort of scientifically, academically know about, then I need more help from other academics and people with expertise in of that course. area. So, yeah. but I'm working on it. So, Perfect. yeah. And, and, and which episode would you potentially recommend? Mm, I think probably the alcohol one. Yeah. I think it's the one that's likely to sort of confound expectations perhaps yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean alcohol and coffee were or in caffeine were the two that people were tweeting saying i'm about to reluctantly uh, listen to <laughs> these because because they're ones that i guess are the most common and but again the point of the podcast isn't to shame anyone or tell you off it's to educate you to yeah give you the absolutely facts, go, Look, here's here's what you're doing do now what you go like ahead but no no the risks yeah exactly yeah. so let's go on to J- adjacent what's Oh, what's ahead? Are you doing more live ones, I assume, at, yeah. at, at, at the Tottenham Court Road? So we're going to carry on doing the, the Livestone collaborations. We've, yeah. got, um, we've got some agreed in principle guests and also some themes. Like I want to explore other social movements yeah. like uh, LGBT, how they managed to form up to get some progressive social movements. Yeah. Uh, so I've got an agreed in principle from Peter Tatchell that's going to take on because he's good on drug policy yeah. and uh, LGBT yeah. um, but also but it's, it's, it's great when groups or it's key to find the similarities in the people who are, are, are fighting for, for change and LBG, LGBT are a prime example of that of when they aligned with the coal miners exactly. and, and things yeah. like that and got huge change through because they went look we in theory we couldn't be further apart a bunch of manly northern miners yeah. and lesbian gay and trans and 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 bi um but we're both being screwed over and we're both being outcasts of society and being exploited and they kind of yeah i found that common ground to come together and go right what can we learn off each other and 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 get together to to help make change and there's, there's so many other examples like that as well that um, I can't think of any just off the top of my head, but LGBT stands out. Dead pleased I came up with that one off the top of my head. And, and it was, that was I'm the inspiration. In pride pride in was the way that I formed <laughs> that, that up. Great, yeah. It was amazing, isn't yeah. it? Uh, and also, I held like, off on watching that as well because I thought oh, it looks a bit hammy and a bit cheesy. I finally watched it. It was one of my films really of the year. One of my and I totally the, I, I put my hands up. I did blub at the end of that yeah, because it was just well. so perfect yeah. the way it formed up. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, we're carrying on doing the live ones, but also I, I'm just gonna, I've just recently invested in some kit because the, the intros and outros that I've done have just been on the iPhone. Yeah. So I've not spoken that much to the, the audience because I've been so conscious of this terrible sound. But, um, but now we, because I mean, it's I'm, amazing how minimalist you can be with podcasts. And I kind of, I touch in, there's a chapter in, in the, in the book on podcasts and I give the kit I use, but then I also say you can use anything. And I've listened to the, the, the stop and search intros and outros and I haven't kind of thought, oh, 
That we, sounds a bit rough. Is, we can take Nicky for that. Nicky, the producer, he's, he's cleaned yeah. it up so, so yeah. much. And he does all the live stuff with as well, because without Nicky, yeah. I so wouldn't be able to do yeah. it. And he came to it from Distraction Pieces. Yeah, he came he by you. Yeah. Distraction Pieces, and we kind of gave a bit of a shout out, and that's how yeah. it all came together. And then, so because I've just invested in what you've got in front of you, this Excellent. boss... Um, we're going to do some recordio, uh, recorded studio ones as well with some Great. public figures that you'll know. We've got some ingredient principles of that. Because, again, it's just about branching out the conversations and, yeah. and getting those layman conversations as well so that it's just not drug policy heavies because that's just going to turn audiences again, that's off. Exactly. It's, I think you've had the balance perfect so far that it's not just kind of, oh, this is heavy. It's not necessarily good for numbers. Like I said, we could do so much better in... Because I still feel like we're establishing. I don't feel like we've got going yet. And we're we're totally lagging behind you two in numbers. But... Again, it's still... It's it's not a competition. (laughs) And and that's exactly... You're you're ahead of what should be expected of a new podcast. Yeah, and that's supposed to you. As I say, Watch Drugs and Choose Night and Jaw just went... They've been a bit silly, yeah. crazy so quickly that it kind of... comparatively it looks like you're lagging behind or you might feel you're lagging behind. That's not the case at all. We're, you know, we're normally in chart position with David Icke. So we're kind of, we're yeah. either, <laughs> yeah. when we first started, it was around about the Dan Snow history here. Now <laughs> yeah. we're kind of David Icke level. So it's kind of, you yeah. know, bittersweet. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Um, and and, w- and which episode in particular would you recommend? Um, I don't know. Again, I'm really torn because there's the, the big hitter ones like Robin Ian's Rufus Hound. Yeah. They're great for the entertainment. Yeah. But the one that was a surprise success to me was when we got a load of journalists like Max Daly from Vice, yeah. um, Aitken Head from The Guardian and Mike Power from Guardian, Vice, yeah. Mixmag. Yeah. That one just seemed to gel and everybody got that. Yeah. And I think it was because really it lifted the veil and curtain. It's like, yeah. this is the media. This is what you don't get to see. Yeah, and yeah. I th- and for me, I think that was the most I was invested. Yeah, yeah, that's a great. Choice. I'm really looking forward to your the one that you recorded recently, the Think of the Children episode with Dr. Chris Tullikin yeah. and uh, Mark Grist, which yeah. is which you know Mark Grist, and they they were so again so perfect, and it was the most out of the box non drug policy one we've done. Yeah, neither one of them remotely involved in drug policy. But they managed to bring something really precious to it. I think that's great. I can't wait. And Jim, what is ahead? Or what is ahead? Just loads of wrestling, that you mate. Can say. Um, so you've got a few that you don't want to spoil I've got, the surprise. So. I've got two potentially two very cool interviews happening. Um, I, I'm hoping as the the podcast continues to grow and it's got a, a reputation and being associated with the Distraction Pieces Network helps its reputation. It's not just some dude shouting out of a window. <laughs> um, that hopefully I'm going to get more and more people on board doing yeah. interviews and uh, 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 and that sort of stuff. We're still going to do the roundtable discussions. Yep. I now have to do more of them. Yeah, because WWE has decided to double how many pay per views it does. Yeah, um, which means uh, we tend to do the raw ones and the big ones here in this studio. Yeah, and then I tend to do the the SmackDown ones in my house. And I like that because there's a level of rivalry within the podcast now. So, so not only of <laughs> the a North WWE South divide, rivalry, there is a North <laughs> South divide. It's like, genuine right, North, the, North uh, South divide. Um, so how's the Northern Roundtable going down? Um, so uh, I'm just going to keep doing those. I'm going to keep doing. Uh, you know, sometimes. I haven't got someone to talk to, but yeah. I always I want to try and put one out every week, mainly because otherwise it becomes a nightmare of people going, "Where is it?" The, so I've got in the habit now. I'm going to keep are the listeners really out. engage really well. I feel with Tuesday Night Jaw, and it's it, it it means that you can do the occasional just I'm just going to answer some questions, and you know you've got enough people there. It's not that thing of 
I'm going to do one asking questions and then no one asks and you have to pretend that you never mentioned that you were going to do one answering questions. What's nice is when I do do the Q&A ones, and I try to only do them every two or three months, yeah. but if I do do a Q&A one, people aren't asking me the same question because every time I do an interview as a wrestling promoter yeah. with a newspaper or a radio station or whatever, I get asked the same five questions yeah. all the time and yeah. I'm sick yeah. of it. So I always get asked silly questions and then we can... What I, I quite like is because of how people choose to consume podcasts, they don't necessarily listen that week. A lot yeah. of yeah. probably 70% of the people who subscribe to it listen to it on a Tuesday or a Wednesday or yeah. a Thursday. Yeah. But sometimes I'll just get a tweet out of the blue. That, <laughs> so we did one episode where we talked about if we had to choose a wrestler that we quite fancied, who, yep. would, we, who would we choose? Yeah. A male wrestler. I forget yep. who me and you chose. I wasn't on that one because I remember listening and I was screaming at Shawn Michaels. It was the one that I wasn't <laughs> on. It was Dahlia te- Black, wasn't it? Yeah, and, you did um, text me about it. Um, and, um, <laughs> and, and, we, uh, and every now and again, just someone will just tweet me a name and I'll be like, why? And I'll have to ask them, why is that? And they're like, just asking him, who my, I'm, I'm straight, but that's who my crush is. It's crazy and I'm how like, podcasts oh, work because okay. it's in your ear and it's in that moment yeah. and you don't realise that they may have recorded that months and months ago and, and i'm still getting like wrestler band band puns yeah. as well that yeah. i we did ages ago and, yeah and and it and people's commitment to little tiny in jokes yeah. that we've set yeah. is one of the things i like about radio yeah. and podcasts in in general so yeah. so um there's just going to be quite a lot and, and i've got quite an interesting year in 2017 because my company's doing shows in america yes uh, and in germany so i get to travel with with wrestling anyway um, as well as as progress being all over the place, so it means that I'm going to have more and more opportunities to sit down and talk to people. And uh, and I'm still learning as a wrestling promoter, so I'm still picking up new stuff all the time. Yeah. Um. And the sort of people I interview, it's great to interview people who are currently wrestling, but I want to interview people who are retired. I want to interview people. Uh, yeah. In this country and overseas, and and hopefully over the next few months, I'll be able to do that sort of stuff. That's perfect. And what? one episode would you recommend if you could recommend I've already one? mentioned it um, and also because it's shorter than a lot of the others and it's only nearly two hours long um, <laughs> uh, is, I'd recommend when I chat to William Regal because yep. I think you then there's a lot less of me talking than normal I talk yeah. a lot and he, he I just sort of I know him well enough to go off you go I, um, I, I really enjoyed the recent one with, um, I mean, an, another one of my wrestling cr- crushes in, in Trent's Seven. I thought that was a great, because you nerd out about a trainers and clothes f- for a bit and have yeah. some fun. So really, he, um, again, it's good the variation of stuff you're going to go on. You think, oh, it's a wrestler. It's just well, going to be about wrestling. It's like, no, they're just humans. What was super positive about <laughs> that was, was talking to, to, to Trent Seven is, is I didn't know how old he was. And, and most people who work for my company are, uh, <clears throat> as a rule in their mid to late 20s. Yeah. Um, or in the case of someone like Will Ospreay, early 20s. But yeah. Normally, if you're established in, in wrestling for a bit, that's where you are. Um, he's 35, yeah. so he's only three years younger than me. And he yeah. didn't start wrestling until he was 27, which is how old I was when I started stand-up. Yeah. And what was great was the feedback we got from that, apart from people just saying, oh, I really enjoyed that because Trent is a funny guy and yeah. he's, he's a good friend. What was really nice was people going, I wasn't going to give wrestling a go because I'm 30, but now I am. Yeah. Because he's that positive and that upbeat about yeah. it. And, and that was a little side effect of that chat. That I was like, oh, every, it, you know. Starting late and then I'm sitting at home on Monday night uh, looking at, at Twitter and seeing that the WWE tweet, Xavier Woods trying to play the bagpipes with Trent Seven helping yeah. him out and giving him some tips. <laughs> it's like, well, there you go. This guy started. He's ended up on WWE, back, And he's just been... 
he's, he's knocking about with the WWE lot. So yeah, it's amazing. I love it. Well, thank I, you very much. Can, can I quickly just mention as well yes. that there's a film as well that's kind of getting a little bit of hype around at the moment. This is progress as well. That yes. Jim and I are kind of vaguely kind of collaborating on in a way. Yes. Yeah, well, it's, it's well, the it's, guys that you have worked with previously. It's down it? to you because you introduced uh, I tell you, the, the filmmaker credit, um, <laughs> to me, and um, and hopefully um, we're going to show uh, a, a bit of it. In, in at the end of November or after our show, uh, I need to work that out, and then and yeah, that we'll quick see where it goes from there. That they put up almost immediately it was just amazing. I mean, it looked fantastic, and it's, it it's, made it's, me cry. It's, it's 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 documenting kind of your trip to for those who don't know. Progress started only uh, how many years ago? Four and a half years ago. Four and a half years ago, and has grown to the point that this year you did Brixton Academy. Yep, and it was a big deal, and it was the biggest. UK wrestling event in London in years yeah. and it's kind of yeah it's, it's documenting a bit of that right the, there's, seven along the way there's part of uh, uh, because he's, he, uh, Dale has made a documentary called Grassroots which yeah. is about um, the, the use of medicinal marijuana and uh, which has won loads of awards already yes, and, yeah. and looks yeah. like it's going to be a huge success but he's a he's a wrestling fan and used to be a backyard wrestler and has been yeah. in a documentary about backyard wrestling called The Backyard which is all crazy stuff that links together but when I first saw the trailer for it it was like because oh. he makes he makes me being interviewed in my house and then me just standing in front of some fans look like the coolest thing in the world and <laughs> really it's just good. I don't even I don't think it's a big deal anymore because I've seen us go from nothing to where we are yeah. um, but I watched that and just thought well, I'm going to have something to show my son and my daughter one day about yeah. what that, that daft wrestling stuff that because it might not last forever, but yeah. at least we'll have something to show from it. So it's 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 really cool. Amazing. Well, thank you very much for coming on and chatting. Is there anything anyone wants to plug in general? I think I'm good. I got good. the film in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I mean, you did you did my job for me yeah. essentially. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, in in general, I said all all three of these podcasts are on the network. Um, particularly over over Christmas and times like that is generally when people have a bit of time to kill and are knocking about. I recommend if you've listened to one of them and not not the others or none or vi- or any of them, just give one episode a, a go and a try and see if it and see if it jumps out. So thank you very much for all, all launching the Distraction Pieces Network guys and coming for our dark room Christmas. Yeah. Well, thanks for having us on it. Thank you. Cheers. There we go. You've had some recommendations there. I highly recommend you go and check out episodes of each of those podcasts if you don't already. And just subscribe to Say Why to Drugs because it's funny. Um, Thank you for tuning in. I'll be back next week, obviously. That's it. Podcast over. Bye.